Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big. Plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. time hey guys so as you may know sierra and i use uh, anchor to record our podcast it's really the easiest way to make a podcast first of all it's free they also provide you with creation tools which allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your cell phone or computer anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple podcasts and many more the best part is, is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Just make sure you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, everyone. I am your co-host, Sierra, and welcome to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to all forms of success and empowerment. Stay tuned every Saturday for new episodes. Find us on Instagram at makingsenseofsuccess.pod and email us at makingsenseofsuccess at gmail.com if you would be interested in sharing your story. All right. Well, Hannah, welcome to the podcast. Did you want to give a little bio on yourself for our listeners? Sure. Thank you, ladies, for having me. So I'm Hannah Ashton. I am a college YouTuber and entrepreneur. I am about to be 21, and I go to Belmont University, which is in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm majoring in entrepreneurship there. And so I started my YouTube channel really young, and I have just kept with it all throughout high school and now college. And so now I make content around college and my college life, but also just female empowerment uh, about my faith and also about how I run my businesses, which I think we'll get all into, but that is just a brief introduction to me. Definitely. That's so awesome. Um, so yeah, that you're like a really holistic type of girl then taking on different things. Yes. I get bored easily with work. So I like to just do all the things. Yeah. I think Sierra and I can relate to that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What in your daily life kind of like sets you up for success every day? Mm, That's a good question. I would say just staying motivated. And by that, like I'm always trying to um, consume motivational content. And so I make sure the people I follow on Instagram, the podcasts I'm listening to, really any media that I consume, I try to make sure it's fairly positive and inspirational. And if I ever find myself kind of being um, comparing myself to someone I follow or when I listen to something, if I kind of get a bad feeling about it, you know, and it's not news because I do think it's important to 
be aware of what's going on in the world, but I'm talking about like business content. If I ever get a weird feeling from something, then I'm trying to disconnect. And I think just um, being aware of that is really what helps me set, get set up for a day or a productive day, whatever I need to do. I think it's so important that you do care about the stuff that you put in front of you. Not many very not very many people do that just because it's so easy to consume everything that's right in front of us unintentionally. It's hard to, you know, be cognitive of what we choose to do. For sure. Like we have grown up with media being all around us. Like in one of my media classes in college, actually, we had to log every form of media we saw throughout the day for a week, whether that's band. It was crazy. It was like when you listen to music, if you were listening to music while looking on Instagram, like log that, Netflix, even just things you don't think of media, such as like billboards and signs around your school or someone's text popping up on your phone. Like we are just constantly consuming other people's words. And yeah, I think it's so important to just be aware of what we're consuming and how it's affecting us. Knowing that you do consume um, a plethora of different Uh, things every single day. What does success mean to you? I would say success means to me feeling fulfilled with what you do and knowing that you're making a difference. I think having both those aspects is really important because feeling fulfilled for one thing is great because it's going to want to make you keep doing what you're doing. It's what's going to get you up during the day um, and keep you motivated. But then also making a difference is important because I'm I fall victim to making my life and my world is like feel like it's just revolving around me and so it's I tried to make a conscious effort of like stepping out of myself and realizing that um yes I want to feel fulfilled in my work but it's I don't want to make it just about me I also want to make sure it's making a positive difference in other people's lives or in industries that I can um help and be a part of And I think that's like something that's super important, especially when you have like a platform such as YouTube being like an influencer in that way, Um, whether it be like engaging with your um, audience or also like developing like different businesses, as you said, to like, I guess, interact with different people and also build that community around you that like wants like that helps you become motivated. Yes, for sure. 100%. And then another question we like to ask is, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received or given someone? Man, you guys are starting this out with just such great questions. <laughs> um, it's like we're going right to it. I would say this is a piece of business advice. So I know I just went on a lot of like inspirational things, but my dad's an, also an entrepreneur. Um, and he always says, everyone can sell donuts, but make sure yours are sold hot. And so basically meaning that, yes, pretty much anyone in this day and age can start a business or can try to start or can start a YouTube, but you have to find a reason to make sure yours is unique and yours has a purpose or yours is um, has better pros than other businesses. So making sure your donuts are hot, like leveling up just a little bit to make sure people choose your product or service. I have a really fun of, funny story about like that kind of <laughs> advice. Um, my friend, um, they want to be like um, accepted to like this fire department. And I was like, okay, there's 60 people here. If you tell them you know somebody who's in a podcast, I think you'll win and get the job. He didn't do that. And I think that's why they haven't called them back. And I told them that. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? You should have said you knew somebody in a podcast to elevate yourself 
to, you know, get you on that next step. Yeah, you got to you gotta set yourself <laughs> apart for sure. Exactly. He's like, yeah, that's probably not what I'm going to do, but thanks for the offer. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> you're right. But just listen to the podcast anyways. Thanks. Love it. Do you have any tips, I guess, as you were saying, to, like, set yourself apart for, like, someone who's, I guess, looking to become an entrepreneur or even start, like, uh, becoming an influencer on a platform? Mm -hmm. So I always tell people when starting out with their personal brand is – Yes, everyone says be yourself, be unique online, but like, what does that actually mean? And so what you have to do is find, like dig deep into your story, like do some journaling prompts and figure out what really sets you and your story apart um, and then lean into that. So for example, let's say you want to be a health and fitness vlogger. Well, that's awesome, but there's so many health and fitness vloggers on YouTube or on Instagram But maybe you're in high school, so you can lean into the high school demographic, or maybe you've struggled with an iron deficiency in your past. And so you can lean into videos talking about that and go through your story and what you do now to help with that. And it'll resonate with people who are going through an iron deficiency too, or maybe you struggled with body image or something like that. So you can look into your story and dig really deep and figure out what experiences you've had in your life that other people can relate to, and then try to have that show up in your content or in your business. So make sure that you are, that's maybe a line in your bio, like high school health and fitness vlogger, instead of just health and fitness vlogger, Um, or put it on your about page on your website to make sure people know your story or put it in your product descriptions of how this you know, new product that you created in this business revolves around how you had an iron deficiency. And so I think really you have to go above or below um, just surface level of like, oh yeah, I'm in high school and I do this and this. You really have to figure out what sets you apart and then make sure that's showing up in your content and it's expressed in your brand. Do you think somebody who does dig deep like that, do you think they should go out with the ball rolling uh, per se? Do you think they should start out with like their, once they introduce themselves to the world, do you think they should have a website, have an Instagram podcast, like Instagram for, you know, I don't know, their favorite kinds of shoes. Do you think that all of that stuff is necessary when you first start out? I say don't do everything because you're going to get overwhelmed very quickly. But I say the perfect amount, this in my opinion, is two to three platforms, at least two platforms, because you can see how your content um, does on each one. So maybe it does better on one than the other, and you can cross promote your content. So let's say that'd be a podcast, also have an Instagram, or if you want to have a YouTube channel, also have a TikTok. Um, And then I say no more than three, because after that, it kind of gets overwhelming. And of course, a big part of growth, whether you're growing social media for a business or for a personal brand is consistency. And so if you have too many platforms, you're not going to be able to be consistent on all of them, uh, which can definitely hinder your growth. I like absolutely agree. I was just thinking about it because if you really want to be dedicated to something and be able to put the time and effort that's needed to grow something and um, to actually kind of, I guess, engage more, yeah, like with the community you build, you definitely need to be able to have the time to commit to that. And I think if you overwhelm yourself, um, it may be really hard to balance that. How do you go, I guess, about balancing your businesses and also being an influencer? 
Yeah. So just to give some context for what my business is, um, I've had some service-based businesses in high school, such as doing in-person events for bloggers. I've done YouTube consulting. Um, I've had my own podcast. And now my main business, besides YouTube and Instagram, is a product business. And I run shophannahashton.com, which is an online store that creates products to help young, driven women like both of you with time management and productivity and self-care. So I created the Dream Achieve Work workbook, which was my first physical product. And that's actually a um, six-month undated planner and goal-setting workbook in one. And then I've released a few other products that go along with that. Um, So that is my other business. So it's very different than content creation I've learned over the past year of running that. It's um, shipping, it's making marketing ads, it's connecting with other influencers. So um, what I try to do to balance it all and keep up with everything is to just look overall at my calendar and make sure there's a good balance of both of the work in my calendar. Um, So maybe one day I need to film two YouTube videos. Well, that's the day I'm going to get all dressed up and ready and I'll do my Instagram content and my YouTube content while I'm all dressed up. And then I also have some down days where like I maybe don't even brush my teeth. Like I get straight into work and I work on my computer all day on more of the product business side, running to the post office, that kind of thing. And so I just make sure that in my week, I have a good balance of days doing more content stuff and then more of my e-commerce business stuff. Could I just ask just one clarifying question? We don't have to include this. Yeah. You're in college, right? Just like you're in college, like taking classes like on the reg. Yes. Full semesters. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh God. I was like, okay, like this is doable. Then I said, oh, shiitake mushrooms. (laughs) She's in college. I am screaming. (laughs) Yes. It's a lot. And so during the school year, there's definitely um, different things I I have to give up just to be able to run a business and a YouTube and do a full semester. Um, But it's worth it to me in the end. Wow. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm just like trying to wrap my head around all the things that you do just because like you are, that is crazy. That's so crazy that like you're able to do all of that and still manage like all of the other extracurricular activities while like still trying to practice time management because like um, a couple weeks ago Danielle and I were talking like I don't know what I'm doing with my life being able to time manage my job that I cannot stand with school that I'm just trying to get through and how awesome this podcast is I'm like what's my what is time I don't know well, well, thank you. And I'm proud of you for being able to do of all course. that. Like, that, thank you. that's awesome, too. And it's definitely something I see happen with Gen Z. It's like we're learning time management skills or trying to learn time management skills really early on because we're not just most of us aren't just like hanging with our friends all day. Um, we're do, working full time, you know, trying to build up a side hustle, trying to do all these other things, um, get an education or whatever it may be. And so I hope that that you know, does as well in the future when we're all in the workforce. <laughs> we can only help, really and truly. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been your most favorite experience with doing all of the things that you've done? Podcast, YouTube, business, influencing? I would say I love in-person events. And so being able to speak in front of an audience, yes, it's it's scary. It's different than YouTube. It's different than talking to my phone or a camera, but there's just an energy about it. And I always leave exhausted, but so motivated and so inspired. And so being able to host 
two of my own events and speaking at them and bringing other female speakers on the stage um, was just so fulfilling. Like I said, it was one of the most exhausting things I've ever done, but uh, definitely one of the most fulfilling just to have real women in front of you and answer their questions right then and there and talk with them and get pictures with them and eat with them. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorite aspects of the job. What does like one of these in-person um, nights look like? Um, can you give us like a little bit um, about the type of topic it is? Sure. So I'll talk about my most recent event, which was actually a year ago. I haven't done one in a year, uh, but it was in Chicago and I had a co-host who lived in Chicago. It was my first time visiting there the, the weekend I put the event on. Um, but I like doing events usually in the morning. And so this one lasted, I think, or it started around nine, um, and then they last around three hours. So we love getting a event space that's very beautiful with nice lighting, already comes decorated. So we just walk in and it's gorgeous. It's like Instagram ready. And so <laughs> I get there usually an hour early and I do all the setup and make sure the speaking speakers and the mics all work um, with the event or yeah, with the event space. Um, owners. And then at these events, I normally like to do two to three presentations. And at the Chicago one, we also had a panel. So that event was based around being a Chicago blogger. So you're a fashion or lifestyle blogger in Chicago. You're not in New York, you're not in LA, but how you can still um, make an amazing network, build your following and also work with brands. And so I had three other blogger speakers and then I led a panel. And then in the middle, we break for brunch and I love getting local sponsors to host the brunch. So we had like boxed water and RRX bars, which are based out of Chicago. And then also local donuts and cheese board places. So I love food. I try to go all out with the food. And then also having goodie bags um, for our attendees from our sponsors as well. And then there's always like Q&A and picture time and that kind of thing. But yeah, that's what uh, the Chicago event looks like. That's so awesome that you're able to like gather with like-minded people and like pass, like share on that knowledge, build a community of knowledge really and pass it on. Um, so yeah, like I really commend you for that because that's definitely a lot of work, especially being like in college, as Sierra was saying, like and taking on all that and basically running an event. Thank you. Yeah, I, both of the events I did were in the summer, so that does help. Okay, um, yeah, it does. Okay. <laughs> and I've done a few like little things while in college, but yeah, nothing to that extent. We had about 30 to 40 attendees, I would say. Do you have any goals for doing another one um, besides, you know, the pandemic, um, <laughs> yeah. getting in the way, you know, just doing its thing, America running its course, you know. Anyways, before I do that uh, tangent, um, do you have any goals for yourself? <laughs> yes, I want to do more events in the future. I think I'll wait maybe till um, I have more capital to start them and have more time to dedicate to them. Uh, what I've been doing recently, though, is a lot of online events, workshops, and webinars. So I've done uh, one where I just did a YouTube webinar, and then I had a virtual event for my business's one-year anniversary, which was around July 1st. And uh, so I had like two other speakers come on, and it was just through Zoom, and it was free. And then I'm working on a workshop, a paid-for workshop that's more like a multiple-hour deep dive into how you can start a business with a fellow college-age business owner, which will be happening um, at the beginning of August. So I've I have loved the digital space for events because it's open to people anywhere. Like my audience who's overseas, they can join join and watch. Um, but you know, nothing beats an in-person event, and so I can't wait till I can start going to those and planning those again. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I think like, I think it's great. We can use technology in those ways during a time like this where we can't meet in person, but obviously like if you can, I think it's better to host probably like an in-person thing where you're able to like engage on like an individual level face to face to interact. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think it's great that you're like taking this opportunity to, to even like transition online and do the things you can using technology. Cause it's definitely a good time for people to be able to like develop these skills. Yes, for sure. I mean, now, um, you know, you want to take time to do what's best for you, whether that means rest or whether that means hustle. But if you are wanting to hustle and start something new, like it is a great time because you maybe have more time with online classes, or if your work is remote and you're working from home, you can add a little bit of your own work uh, in there as well. And I realized we didn't even get into this because you had said uh, early on that you started your YouTube channel so early. Um, how, what inspired you, I guess, to do that at such a young age? Yeah, so I was around 11 when I started mine uh, first channel. It's not the channel I run now. I've had a few different ones throughout the years. <laughs> but my first channel, it was really just for the community because I started with American Girl doll videos. Like I would do stop motions and hair tutorials, how to take care of your dolls, all of that. And this, <laughs> I know, it's so cute. There's this whole community based around American Girl Doll based videos that I found and fell in love with and just felt at home with, even though these girls I was watching on my parents' iPad were, um, you know, miles and miles away from me and different years of age, I still felt um, like I could relate to them. And I so I wanted to do that myself. And so with parents' permission, I started my first channel and wasn't able to show my face on camera for a couple of years, which was smart. Um, But I just (laughs) have always loved content creation, I guess. And just have kept with it over the years. And I'm really thankful I started back then and started building my communities. What is the type of community you essentially hope to one day have? Yeah. So I say the community I have now and I hope stays this way is a very, very uplifting um, female empowerment community. The comments I get on my YouTube videos um, are usually so sweet and it's all about other girls my age, maybe younger, maybe older, wanting to start their own businesses, wanting to be successful in college, or at least, you know, um, learn better time management skills, Look, learn how they can take better care of themselves. I try to be pretty open on my channel too. Um, and that's something I've been doing more in the past year, but just opening up about more like life topics as well. Like my struggle with weight loss or body image or um, my first breakup did a whole video of like how being single for the past year has affected me and what I think about that. And so just, uh, I want a community that feels like they can relate to me. Cause I know it's, especially as YouTubers grow, it can be hard to relate to them after a while if they are making a certain amount of money or, um, have a certain level of fame, but I just always want to be able to relate to the, my audience, uh, but also inspire them and show them that, yeah, I am not perfect. I am a girl from East Tennessee and half Latina at that. And I still was able to do this and I love doing it. And this is how I'm able to as well, not just like, uh, inspiration, but also like, here's how you can do it too. I think that's so important. Like Sierra and I talk about this all the time um, with different guests on the podcast, how it's so um, meaningful, I guess, to have that human dimension in whatever you do, whether it be like a YouTube channel, a podcast, or even your own business, having like that human dimension where you can relate to your listeners in that community. That's so helpful. And I think it means a lot to the people that watch you in that way. 
And like, that's something for me, I always appreciate it in an influencer that I'm watching, especially on YouTube. Absolutely. And I'm curious to ask you guys, what do you feel like your community is or what do you aspire for it to be? Sierra, do you want to go? <laughs> I can go. Um, <laughs> so my desired community is just a little bit different than Daniela's just because we have different upbringings and like different, obviously, personalities. But my essential community is anybody under the sun who feels comfortable being in a space that challenges you to reflect on every single thing you've ever done, yet be able to push you forward so far that like nothing has ever been able to push you so far. And it is like, um, it's a very like, tab- success is a, such a taboo subject that it's hard to kind of have like a set community just because like, you know, success is literally anything under the sun. So mm-hmm. it's hard to create or like envision exactly what you want because it's always ever changing. Absolutely. And, and everybody deserves success. I I worked at Target for a long time and I like helped out with their HR and there's this real like their orientation like video. This there's this one quote that said, Everybody deserves to eat and everybody deserves to eat at the table and that's has been something that has pushed me to do every single thing that I do positively every day. The negatives, you know, you know, pandemic. But anyways, <laughs> that's why I missed that kind of was on a, a ten, tangent, but the community is kind of building itself as we speak to be able to portray what everybody at the table wants. Mm, I love how Target had that in there, orientation. <laughs> I miss Target. It was a fun time. Great place. Great place. Yeah. Like, I think that's a a great question, Hannah. Like, we haven't, no one's asked us that yet. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like for me, um, my background happens to be Chilean, um, but I was born in Canada. So Sierra and I do this like long distance and everything. Um, And we, yeah, like she said, we've had different upbringings. But for me, it's always... I've always kind of wanted to find a community where uh, people felt like included. And a lot of the time I always thought my community would be uh, mostly focused on women, especially like women of color as well to uplift them and drive them to do things um, that maybe sometimes they don't feel that they have the opportunity to do, to go out and like search for those opportunities and put themselves out there and feel empowered. Um, But then I met Sierra and she had this idea to build this podcast with success, kind of trying to find the definition of success and uh, question it really, like this traditional definition. And I thought that was such a great idea. So we've kind of tried to mesh our two ideas together. And we haven't had on, I don't think yet, a male guest, which would be really interesting to have on and we hope to. So my, yeah, my like community is forever like changing in that way through this podcast, which has been really like enlightening in that way. Yeah, I love that. And I I have noticed that so many of your guests are of color and I just love how diverse um, you've made that point to be and in your podcast. So I can definitely see your goals coming to fruition. Oh, thank you. you. I'm so glad to hear that. My favorite kind of like aspect that made me want to talk about success was my best friend has been like the biggest role model to me ever but she dropped out of high school and obviously like didn't go to college but still got her GD and she's literally the smartest person I've ever met and 
I think of her so highly that she's like so successful with still being able to do everything that she has done in her life without having that college aspect or high school aspect. And I think that every single person deserves recognition for anything that they do because life is freaking hard and success is changing and there's no right definition or right rhyme or reason. Mm -hmm. And I like how you said how success is changing because I think it also changes in a person's lifetime. Like as a kid, maybe your idea of success is getting good grades, then maybe the perfect career, then maybe the perfect relationship, and then having kids of your own. Like success just changes in our own personal lives too. And and as we reach milestones, I know like when I wanted to hit 100,000 subscribers, I was like, that is definition of success on YouTube. And now that I've hit that, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like half a million is success on YouTube. Like it just is always changing. Yeah, it's it's crazy because it's like the word of like change being afraid of change is the only consistent thing in your entire life which is like the greatest thing ever but like success is always changing no matter the day like literally waking up can be having a successful day so can going to sleep like it's so crazy that like just one word can mean so many different things to millions and millions of people Wow, yeah, so true. (laughs) As we gear towards wrapping this episode up, which we've had a really good time, Danielle and I were like, wow, no one asks us questions. Yeah, like reflecting on everything. (laughs) We're like, oh, Um, do you have any companies, small businesses, local companies that you shop from that you'd like to give a shout out to? Ooh, I love this. Man, I wish I could have compiled a list to make it specific. I don't know if this is considered a small company, but I've just, I'm looking around my room and I love Shane Mitchell's brand base. Um, it's a fairly new company. And so I love, love her travel products. I have like her packing cubes, her work totes. If you're looking for anything travel related, buy from her. It's amazing. Um, let me see. Let me see. For those wanting to start content creation, one of my friends here in my hometown, she started a company called Still Classics. It's still is spelled S-T-I-L and it's um, blank or patterned uh, photography background. So you can like carry it around with you, wipe them off. uh, You can fit it in your car or even like in a bag. That's so cool. Yes. And so I take a lot of my own, basically all of my own product photography. And so that's an awesome tool to have for yourself, for your business, for your photography, or just your Instagram feed. Love that. Um, I also recently purchased from a few different female black owned businesses. And so one of my favorites is Briogeo Hair Care. I don't know if you've heard of them. Mm, Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. They're sold at Sephora. And so I've just been on like a rampage of them. I got so many samples and have ordered some full size products. So I love their stuff. And the, oh, the other black female owned business that I really like right now is called Gold. So Gold, but with an E at the end. And she makes health products. And so I recently bought her a matcha powder and like a matcha turmeric latte powder. And it's been really good. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing those and we'll definitely link them down below so everyone can find them and shop from them. Perfect. And then the last question we like to ask is kind of a bigger one. So you definitely take a moment to think about it if you need, but um, it's what do you want our listeners to take away from this episode? 
I hope that they take away the fact that, yes, believe in your ideas and get excited about new projects and new businesses. But even more than that, I always tell girls that you have to believe in yourself more than you believe in your business or more than you believe in your next idea. This is something I'm glad I started learning early on because as I've had so many different ideas and projects and businesses, some of them have done great. Some of them, most of them I've stopped as I, you know, switch onto new ideas. And so the thing is, the problem, if you have all of your passion and all of your um, pride in a project and it fails, is that you're going to lose that excitement. You're going to lose that pride. You're going to feel like a failure. Instead, realize, you know what? I had a really good idea in that project and idea and it failed. That's okay. I'm going to learn from it. And I'm going to have another great idea because I believe in myself and not just in what I'm producing or what I'm creating. I think that is a great foot to leave off of because it's something that everybody experiences all the time, Mm -hmm. literally all the time. Like waking up at 5 o'clock instead of like 5.05, there's a difference. How long are you going to stay in snooze? You know, got to pick which one fits the day. Mm -hmm. And then did you want to shout out your socials and your YouTube channel for people to come and connect with you? Sure. So my YouTube channel is Hannah Ashton. Ashton is spelt A-S-H-T-O-N. My Instagram is Miss Hannah Ashton. And then you can shop all of my products um, at Dream Achieve Workbook on Instagram or www.shophannahashton.com. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it.